Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. <laughs> this is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. I, I've told you about the website, I know I have celebs on sandwiches, the, uh, yes. the yes. page. Uh, Sarah got me, and I'm staring at a framed copy right now. She got me the John Mayer on a spicy chicken sandwich for my birthday. Nice. In an 8x10, so I framed today, and it's going to go on my wall at work. That's awesome. It's going to be quite a conversation piece. Uh, yeah, like, now you're actually, do you want people to talk to you at work? No, I really don't. Okay. I really, really don't. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, should we start the show, Jim? Yes. Okay, you ready? No. Sweet. I'm but ready. that's never stopped us before. It's never, yeah. If we ever were actually ready, we would have never done this show. Ever. No. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello, everybody. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. I am Tom Skull, and uh, on the other line <laughs> is uh, my best friend. My best, my bestie, bestie, best oh friend, Jim, who has a wonderful voice once I let him talk. And uh, <laughs> that's Jim. It makes my heart, oh, makes my heart warm. I'm going to, no, it's Jim uh, Lyle Doubt. Nailed it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Finally got it. Family. Yep. Family name. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. It's been a while. It's been it's been it's been a minute, as some people say, and they say that meaning longer than a minute. I don't understand that. Saying. Right. I never I never got it. No. I never got it. I kind of like it though. Say it's been like three weeks. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not use that. No, it's not. Um, we are back, man. After a couple weeks here. We did some holidays did in some... between there. How were your How were your holidays? They were good. They were good. I didn't have a whole lot of time off you know as you know my job is uh crazy during the holidays but i had christmas day off and new year's day yeah. off so that was nice <laughs> you know um kind of felt like bob cratchit for a little bit um but no it was good uh fletcher had a our son had a great christmas and uh santa claus was 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 great to him and brought him a bunch of cool toys and stuff like that and um uh, yeah and i saw some other my more extended family over the new year's weekend and so we kind of did that uh so I have more Christmas stuff that weekend. And um, how about you? How was your uh, your kid's for very first Christmas? It was good. I mean, he had no idea what's going on, but um, it's it's more for the family, and everybody yeah. enjoyed it, so it was good. I'm almost Christmas jealous good, of you. Yeah, I'm jealous of him in so for so many reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. Um, you also celebrated a birthday, Jim. I did. Yeah. Oh, the did. big four zero. Good yeah. congratulations. It's Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I wear it well. Thank you. You do wear uh, it well, I think, but that's not not quite to that age yet, but creeping up on it. Yeah, creeper is the t- key term there. 
right? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> um, I had to pull this up here because we did. I I posted something celebrating your birthday on our on our Facebook page. Right. And, uh, some people wrote in, in because uh, I asked people to. Uh, well, first I posted a picture from Ten Things I Hate About You, and so I said it's Jim's birthday today. Give him. Or t- why don't you tell him ten things? I mean, five things you hate. I mean, love about him. And uh, I thought that was clever. Don't you think? Yeah, it was something that you posted. <laughs> it was dumb, <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to read some of the some of the comments that people uh, that people wrote in about. Can I read? Okay. Them? Can I do you? All okay. right. Please, please do. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, our 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 wonderful fan out in uh, in Hawaii, Leanne. Uh, uh, she did. She, of course, she would never say anything mean about you, Jim. So she just said, "Happy birthday, Jim! I hope it's awesome, and I hope you get to uh, play some checkers." Did you get to play checkers on your birthday? Uh, no, but we played Clue on Christmas. That's pretty close, right? Oh, I love Clue. Yeah, it's close. I know. It's one no, of my favorite board games. Um, uh, Rhonda just said he's the male version of Dana, and I like Dana, and Dana's my wife. Uh, yeah, that's almost that's got to be the most accurate statement out there right now. <laughs> that you are the male version of my wife. Um, and Rhonda from Minnesota wrote that. Dave from Canada, our boy Dave up there, he just posted the 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 video of from the Ugly Kid Joe soundtrack. Uh, everything about you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, or not the soundtrack, but their uh, you know what I mean. Their their album. Yeah, uh, that's a great song. Um, Matt Matt Bush wrote in. Um, he he gave us a top five. And his goes as this number five. He's damn sexy. Uh, number four, his is he just said smashing pumpkins, which that's totally that's good for you. Uh, his number three that he likes about you uh, that you love the girl next door. The movie, I do yes, really do. Um, number two is your dulcet tones, which is good. And number one, he's not Tom, <laughs> and that's nice. Thanks, Matt, for that. And then my brother, who's a, who was a fan of our show, he had to write in and give his um his uh, his little top five. And your number five is Jim blows goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four is you molest collies. Jesus. Sure. Number three, sure. you. Tra- <laughs> I should have read this beforehand. Uh, you dry hump. You didn't. Cart. This is the first time through. <laughs> I didn't realize. You're like. Uh, leave me alone. I'm hungover. Um, you dry hump car tires. I don't understand that. He's. This is. I don't know. It's. And number two, he says, just kidding, Jim. Happy birthday. There you go. And number one, he said, peanut butter Twix. So there you go. You know, if, if somebody <laughs> could give me a verbal hug, yeah. that's what your brother did. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate, I think. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, happy birthday anyway. I, I hope you got to celebrate well, it uh, the way you wanted to. Probably not. You probably celebrate the way your wife let you. And, um <laughs> You know, it was pretty good, actually. I went to see the new Star Wars. Yes. What would you think? Uh, I hated it. Uh, so we went to see that. <laughs> yeah. and... Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I won't go into it too much, although we are talking about movies today, so I feel like it's justified. But yeah. Um, when I saw it, mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. There was one scene in particular with Princess Leia that was the worst scene in almost any movie I've oh, ever the, seen. The Mary Poppins uh, scene? <laughs> The Mary Poppins scene. Okay. And, but bad. there was some stuff that was redeeming, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I talked to my friend Adam, who persuaded me that it is one of the worst movies ever created. Oh, you can't do that, though. And, you can't let someone persuade you. You got. Oh, but he's he's pretty right. He's he uh, he laid down some some knowledge that I was like, wow, man, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. This is a terrible movie. It's not. Um, I I liked it. I didn't hate it. 
I didn't love it. Like, I just like, okay. And I just left. But I'm also like, I'm not one of these Star Wars people who just like freak out about every little thing. Not saying that your friend Adam's like that or other people, but there's people out there who like, this is the worst ever because they're going to compare it to the original four movies. And uh, it was, it is, it is what it is. Like, I was just like, okay. Um, my brother brought up a good point when we were talking about it, my other brother. And, uh, he said, you know, he's like, this, these new, this new Star Wars is just not for the original Star Wars fans. It, no, it is not. It's just for new it's people. It's a money-making opportunity. Right. That's, it, that's really awesome. And it's for the new generation of people who, who they're catering to. And I guess if you look at it that way, you're like, all right, well, more power to them. Enjoy it. I'll just enjoy my original ones and, uh, I'll, you know, I'll take these with a grain of salt. But, Right, yeah. right. I agree with you, though. Not the best one. Um, tad long, don't you think? I thought it was over five times before it was over. Right, <laughs> right. It's like a Lord of the Rings. Like, when are they going to get over the damn mountain? Um, I yeah, oh, man. But uh, well, what's not? What's not? What's not? We're here to celebrate movies today, Jim. So let's let's move on. Yeah. But for okay. anyone who hasn't seen it, go just go see it. So you can make your own judgment. Go see it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. It's worth a watch. But if you're a hard, if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, you've already seen it. So yeah. And if you, but, I mean, yeah. it's an entertaining movie and, and whatever. Take it for what it is. Right. And I'll see the, the next one. And uh, hopefully, Abram says he's going to wrap up the, Scar Wars, the Skywalker saga after the next episode. Yeah. And it should be done. They say that there's another room for another trilogy done by the guy who did this yeah, last this one. Because Abram is doing number nine. Right. And uh, I, I don't think... I don't think there's any room for that in my life. I, I don't think I'll go see that one unless my kid wants to see him and he gets right. into that, that set. But. Yeah. Well, more power to him. Disney just, they own everything now anyway. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, let's get into our show today, Jim. We are, uh, you left, when we left this with everybody, you, we said we're going to do our top five movies. And I was, I'm quite nervous about this topic, Jim, because we Ooh, didn't give each yeah. other any stipulations. It could nope. be any genre, anything yep. that classifies as a movie, and we had to pick our yes. five. And we, Jim, we love movies. We live for movies. This is a hard yes. list to narrow down. It was very, very, very difficult. Yeah, um, yeah when you said uh, like genres, I remember uh, there's somebody that we used to work with who I got in so many arguments with him at a bar, so many because he and it's his opinion, but his favorite <laughs> movie of all time, number one of any genre was Anchorman. Holy shit. Who is this? No, yeah. don't tell me. I'll tell uh, you later. Yeah, I'll probably I'll figure tell it you out later. halfway through. I, but yeah. I don't even, okay, I know it's it's a bold statement to say, but I don't even like that movie, period. But if you're going to go just comedies, that's your number one comedy of all time? Yeah. I used to just, oh man, used, after about seven beers, I used to get so mad about this conversation. I think that deserves a bottle over the head. Apparently, right now I'm getting mad about it. I know almost. you got to calm down. So, still, still holds, still holds true to me. <laughs> you need to take a break. No, I'm good. Thank you for okay. asking. Um, well, before we get into our actual list here, we'll do a couple things. Uh, one, I'm hungover. Um, just so you know, I went to a wrestling show last night in Minneapolis at First Ave. You know, the home of Prince. You know, so it's an awesome venue for music. But it was a really fun, cool wrestling show they put on. I drink a lot of beer, Jim, and I'm just uh, I just don't do that as often anymore. Drink that much in one night. So I am on the struggle bus a little bit, just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um uh, we had a couple of comments uh, I want to get to be uh, other comments too. Um you, you guys uh you know our our our, our listener our one of our great listeners Chad Smart. He run, he does a podcast called um, he has two podcasts. 
Uh, one of it's called My One Two Three Cents, and that's a it's a wrestling podcast. He does it with his friend Kevin Huntsberger, and they um I listen to it because I like wrestling, and um and I know Chad likes our shows and stuff, and and I'm listening to it. And they did their their they call it their Sensi Awards, and they did like their 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 pick and top things from the wrestling world for all, throughout the year, and um. Kevin asked Chad, "What's your number one? What's your favorite show of 2017?" And without and Chad, without hesitation, just goes, uh, "Tom and Jim's top five. <laughs> so we, Jim, are the best show according to these guys on their wrestling show, and I am ecstatic. And I thank That's I thank them. Yeah, amazing." They look That's forward amazing. to listening to us each week, and uh, we really do appreciate that. But that's awesome. He's like, "Ah, oh, Tom and Jim's top five. I'm like, yes, that's, nice. That's yeah. So, oh, I love that. So thank that's you. Awesome. Yeah, and then I listened to a new uh, show. It was recommend, recommend, recommended to me by a friend uh, called Thunk Tank, and it's drink okay. and think put together. So it's Thunk Tank, and it's these three guys sitting around getting drunk off beer, and they just do different topics and stuff. And I listened to a couple of them, and I really like them. And they have a winter beer one coming up. Or no, they they already had it. I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, um, they noticed that we did a winter beer one. And mm-hmm. um, they listened to it. And he wrote into us and said, hey, I had never heard of the thing you mentioned, Seekabrew.com. So they're excited to yeah. check that out. And they thought it was a great episode. Um, they love the vibe of our show. And they're going to check out our brewery one next because they do obviously do a lot of beer stuff on their show. So I, uh, awesome. I recommend them, the Th- Thunk Tank uh, podcast. They're, and uh, I found it on uh, Apple uh, iTunes and stuff. So, oh, they're really cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. I uh, unfortunately I don't have a lot of time to listen to any podcast, right? right. Uh, a whole lot anymore, right? I've I, like I, t- I feel bad. I've fallen behind on literally every podcast I listen to. Well, um, our listeners out there, if you li- if you need another one, I say I recommend that one. Just give it a try. So, sound good? Fantastic, fantastic. And then of course I did a bonus show last week because I missed you so much, Jim. <laughs> I like these shows. I like doing our shows. So, um, um, my son and I did a show. We did. We didn't do a top five. We did a little bonus episode of Tom and Jim's top five. But we did. A, he did his uh, review of Ghostbusters, and uh, I did listen to that. Yeah, and it was. I I was a little bit afraid that you were going to have him replace me on this week's show. I'm a little afraid that he's going to replace both of us, <laughs> and then he can just do the show on his own. Um, no, my son is five. He did a great job, I thought. Um, he literally knows a lot about that movie, which is incredible because I didn't know he saw it that much. <laughs> but uh, he, I love it so much too. So like, uh, it was just fun to talk to him about. It. He was. I got the idea. We we're sitting on the couch and we weren't watching it, but he was telling me everything about the movie. I said, you know, you always want to be on the radio with Dad. Why don't Why don't we Why don't we do that? And he goes, okay. And so like, <laughs> got all excited. So that was a lot of fun. We got a lot of nice comments from that from people too. So thank you. Um, we'll have to do that from time to time too. Just do like Fletcher's movie review and stuff. I gave him his own theme music, so he was pretty happy about that. So, so, uh, so what should we get into our topic, Jim? I am. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I want to st- know what you got. Okay. I'm stalling cause I'm nervous. Um, but, uh, well, let's get into it. <laughs> hey, take a, Hey, look at me. Look yes. at me. Yep. Take a breath. You're going to nail this. <laughs> You're gonna drop the ball, but it's cool, man. We got to get all the way to one, so let's go. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start? <laughs> sure, I'll start. All right, Jim. Uh, top five movies. You're number five. Go for it. We were we were talking about this what a couple days ago. We were talking and and um, just about you know the topic in general because we don't know each other's list. Right. And I said I've got four. I don't know my five. Uh, am I gonna? I, do we have any rules? Should I like cancel out? And I had somebody's name in mind, 
that I was going to cancel off my list, and then a movie popped in, and I was like, ah, crap, that's my number five. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey makes some damn good movies. <sighs> Oof. It's and I, and I was start gonna off eliminate, rough. <laughs> I was going to eliminate Spacey. Right. But, man, I mean, there are some... I mean, American Beauty, and yeah. you could just keep rattling off The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which I'm pretty much sure that's just him in real life. Yeah. Uh, he's an amazing actor. Right. Aside from everything else that he's done, apparently, that's just been horrendous. But sure. my number five, I went with The Usual Suspects. Oh, I love that movie, Jim. Oh, that's a good that one. That movie, in 1995, when I watched that movie, probably changed my view of movies. And made me like a cinema fan at that age, which I was probably only 12, 13 years old at that point. Sure. 13 when I saw that. um, Changed the way I look at movies and made me realize the art form that it could be. And this movie is just amazing. Um, I mean, like I said, Spacey's in it. It plays a character named Verbal Kent for the people who haven't seen it. Um, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio Del Toro, Kevin Pollack, Gabriel Byrne. Directed by Brian Singer, who went on to do a lot of X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the the concept for this movie started as a movie poster. They had an idea of a movie poster that just had five guys in a lineup, and that started the entire concept. And it's the movie is um, this uh, this character, Verbal Kent, gets brought in questioning uh, at a police station, and it's just him telling the police uh, his account of stories of of crimes i i suppose you could say and that's all i'll tell you yeah because uh, i don't want to give anything away um imdb had a poll and this was rated the best plot twist of any movie over the sixth sense over the crying game um when you get to the last 90 seconds of the movie your entire world will change it's uh it's amazing it's yeah. the acting's incredible from everyone who's in it del toro created this dialect um that uh, the other actors in the movie couldn't even understand baldwin would miss his cues for his lines because he had no idea what del toro was saying <laughs> uh, and they all got along so well that there's a classic scene in there where verbal kent has to pick him out of a lineup no yeah. verbal kent's in the lineup but they're all in the lineup and somebody's iding them on the other side i don't remember on the other side of the glass and um they're all laughing and hitting each other and joking around and that scene was scripted to be serious but they couldn't be serious because they just all got along so well together that they just left it in the movie nice I love um, this most of the I love, oh man yeah. the, the movie's incredible yeah. incredible uh, blew me away so Usual Suspects nice 1995 is my number five pick nice Any other th- anything else on that no I'll, I'll leave it there yeah, I don't I- want to skip you haven't seen the movie i don't want to say too yeah. much about it yeah like i mean we i mean if you haven't seen the movie it's pretty old i guess we could do spoilers here but it's such a good movie like you don't want to ruin that anyone for anyone who's about to see it for the first time because it's such a great no. movie um, no, i used to show friends this movie and wait for that moment like i would just watch them when there's like two minutes left to see that moment where they get it and you'd be like yes Yes, that's why this movie's amazing. That's why it made you sit through two hours to watch this. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love movies with plot twists. Um, I, I love them so much, but I also, like, I love the experience of the first time seeing it. And then, like, I didn't put really any of those type of movies on my list uh, with the plot twist-like thing because 
I, I kind of went with, I could watch these over and over again. And not that I couldn't watch Usual Suspects over and over again, but once you know the ending, it changes a little bit for you, you know? And so, like, I didn't yeah. put something like that in there, but, man, it's a, such a good pick. I own, the, I own Usual Suspects. I love it. I remember letting my wife watch it for the first time and doing the same thing you just said. You're like, what you're waiting for that person to see, like, like oh, oh, I, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, like when that yeah. happens. Yeah. And so, um, God, good pick, buddy. Good pick. Usually, when there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Sose! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney. What, do you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kint. Roger, really? People say I talk too much. He doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does. Not exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me. In a Nothing is what it seems. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled he's here. was convincing the world. I know he's here. He didn't exist. You've got to look beyond the usual suspects. I'm smarter than you. And I'm going to find out what I want to know, whether you like it or not. I work for Kaiser Soze. He feels you owe him. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million. It was Kaiser Sose, Agent Kuyen. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Sose! There is no Kaiser Sose. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Sose. What is your number five? My... Number five is, um, I suppose I should have my notes up. It is a movie from 1985. Okay. And I guess you can consider it a comedy. Days of Thunder. Action? Did you say yeah. Days of Thunder? Maybe. Remember, I don't even know if that was 1985. It wasn't. And remember what I said? You tried to make that joke with me on the phone a couple <laughs> weeks back or a couple days back, and I told you I might end the podcast immediately if you bring it up. You do it again, Jim, and it's over. Okay. <laughs> I, I apologize. Please proceed. Okay. It's from 1985. <laughs> Comedy slash action movie. And it is Back to the Future. I thought you were going to do something else. Okay. It's probably something else on the list, but great pick with Back to the Future. Could be something else from 1985. It was a good year. But uh, I love Back to the Future, dude. I mean, when I great. first saw this movie, I was like five when I saw it. It blew me away to know that I didn't know, you know, I only knew like cartoons and stuff at that point. This is the first time I actually saw a movie. I'm like, they had like a cool car in it, real people, like they're playing with time, like, and I didn't see any of that stuff. I mean, this was amazing. I was blown away. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. A kid traveling back 30 years to see like what his parents are like in when they're his age. And it, just, it was so cool. It's And it's one that I can still watch over and over and over again. I absolutely love this movie. Um... For those of you who don't know, it stars Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, <laughs> and uh, he has a friend, Doc Brown, played by uh, Christopher Lloyd, 
And Christopher Light, he, he invents a time machine. And he uses a DeLorean, a car, the uh, DeLorean, to uh, make it. And accidentally, Martin McFly accidentally travels back 30 years to 1955. And um, he meets his parents when they're in high school and all this stuff. And just he has to, like, tow the timeline to, to make sure he doesn't mess anything up for what, you know, for changing history and stuff. And, of course, he gets chased and, you know, he's got to get back to the... The reason it's called Back to the Future is he has to get back to his own time. Uh, funny thing about the title, uh, the the original one of the original guys to, who like a producer for the for the um, for the movie writer producer uh, uh, Sid Sheinberg. Well, yeah, he was actually the head of Universal Pictures at the time. Told writer producer Bob Gale and 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 producer Steven Spielberg at the time, like I don't like the name Back to the Future. We, we should change it to Spaceman from Pluto. And they're like. Because uh, they didn't want to be mean to him, like, and they wrote back to him in a memo. He's like, "Hey, thanks for the joke memo. We all got a great laugh." Like, <laughs> with, so they want to tell him, like, "No, that's stupid." But like, we'll just pretend he's joking, so then he'll think, "Oh yeah, I was just joking." <laughs> so, so they almost, it was almost called Spaceman from Pluto, which would have been a horrible name, horrible name. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's just one of those. It's just a fun movie. I just love that fun. It's got the right amount of comedy in it. Uh, it's fun watching it. Um, Marty McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox still, still says in, in interviews, he's said that people still see him and they just yell out McFly to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I've done other things. But he said one of his favorite things, he was uh, walking in an airport, I think. Uh, it was an airport. Anyway, he rocked by a group of Buddhist monks. You know, I don't know if it was an airport. No, this is actually when he was in India. Sorry, a different one with the airport. But he was actually in India. And the, when they passed him, one of them looked at Michael J. Fox and just pointed and goes, Marty McFly. <laughs> like, That's like, great. Yeah. So, like, everyone knows this movie. A um, couple cool facts about it. The time machine originally was going to be a refrigerator. And, yeah, and they said, you know, we need something cool, like something more fun. And they, they, so that's why they decided to make it out of a car. Um, that would have been weird. He hops in a fridge and goes, you know, does yeah. the time machine stuff. I guess, but, uh... yeah. That sort of worked for Bill and Ted. Yeah, close. that's pretty much. They probably just took that. <laughs> like, oh, well, they were going to use that, so we'll just use a phone booth, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, they actually received a fan letter from John DeLorean, which made the, those cars, uh, thanking them for immortalizing his car. And a lot of people, the DeLorean is very rare to get that car now. Uh, it was very unpractical, impractical car. Like, yeah. if you, if you don't, I think it only lasts like three years. Um, but stainless steel. Yeah, stainless steel. <laughs> Good, good, good call. Uh, doors that, that opened the wing doors. You couldn't park next to anybody because you couldn't open those doors. Um, but I love it. Um, uh, yeah, it's just so much fun. I don't know what to say about it, just the fact that this is one I can just watch over and over again. Um, yeah, and of course it spawned two sequels, um, Back to Future Two and Three, uh, and those are good too. I love the whole trilogy, but the original one's the best. And uh, yeah, yeah. I got nothing else on it, I don't think. I mean, there's tons of info on it, but, I mean, come on, people. If you haven't seen this movie, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. So if I ended up on a deserted island, this is one I'd bring, definitely, with me. So. Well, it is It is definitely the basis that um, pretty much any movie or TV show uses um, for time travel. Oh, yeah. And if you, if you have defied what would be in Back to the Future, then you have basically failed. Right. Telling a time travel story. Right. All right. Another cool, th- real quick thing about it. Marty McFly, of course, 
it was immortalized from this movie. Everyone knows him. I mentioned those guys. Mentioned you know, yell McFly to him all the time. It wasn't even supposed to be him. A lot of people know this. Eric Stoltz was the original Marty McFly. They actually, um, they actually cast Eric Stoltz and did filmed like forty percent of the movie with him before they decided it's not working, and they got they got Michael J. Fox. And at the time, Michael J. Fox was a huge hit on fam, um, Family Ties. So he literally was working like 18-hour days doing Family Ties. Then he'd do Back to the Future and stuff for like, uh, I don't know, like you know, a month and a half, however long they filmed it. Um, but they made the right choice because I've seen shots with Eric Stoltz in it. They put on like special features, and it's just not the same. It's just not the same without Marty. So uh, without Michael J. Fox as Marty, I mean. So, yeah. Good stuff, Jim. That's all I got, I think. Well, good pick, sir. I like that. Thank you. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a baby. Tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown can help him get back to the future. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Michael J. Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Christopher Lloyd. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Back to the future. Son is now awake and is on my chest. So nice. The rest of the show could get dicey. Nice. All right. What is your number four, Jim? <laughs> my number four is a show that I mentioned in our high school movies. So I won't go on and on and on and on about it because I've already said everything I have to say about it. But it is Days of Confused. Hey, nice. That is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, 1993. Um, early movie for Jason London, Mila Jovovich, um, Adam Goldberg, uh, Cole Hauser, Ben Affleck, Parker Posey, McConaughey, Renee Zellweger. Um, all these guys really, most of them kind of got their start in this movie. Amazing soundtrack. Um, McConaughey's incredible, based it on his brother, his character on his brother. Um, let's see... The kid who plays Mitch Kramer, one of my favorite facts. I think I saved it for the end last time. Uh, Mitch Kramer touches his nose 42 times throughout the making of the movie. Still one of my favorite facts of all time. Uh, The cars in the movie are awesome. Uh, From GTOs, Plymouth Duster, Chevelles. um, Everything about this movie is great. And and I love it because there's essentially no plot line. It's just like a day in the life of these kids on the last day of school. And that's what I love about it. Um, you, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I, this is also my number four. 
really? Yeah, it is actually. I'm like, oh, I put that I really on there. Listen, I went. Yeah, I didn't think you would have slid it in there. It was in there, um, and because uh, I, I love this movie, I do. It is, it is one of my favorites. But it, I was like, uh, I'm like, I didn't want to. I was waiting for you to say because I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to jump the gun on Jim because I know he loves this movie. But it is listed <laughs> as my number four, and I, I'm just gonna stick with it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, go ahead, keep going on the movie. You you know uh, it better I, than I do. So. Like, <laughs> I could probably recite this movie word for word without having the movie in front of me. I could do a one-man play on Days to Confuse, I think. Uh, the word man is said 200, 203 times, if we're still doing the word count game. Man. 203 times. Man. Well, man, that's a lot of times. Who's bowling ball? It's yours, man. It's yours, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I just I love everything about this movie. It, I watched it when I was in high school. My friend Adam and I used to watch this every single weekend. Yeah. Um, I had it on VHS. I think I wore the tape out. Um, two soundtracks. The second one isn't like widely known, but uh, still great. Uh, it's it's an amazing movie. I love it. I mean, if you listen to our high school one, you don't need to hear me keep talking about this movie. You can, or you know, you can move on to our number threes. But uh, I love this movie. It's fantastic. Nice. Party at the Moon Tower. I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the same way. My my friends Tony and Ryan and I, we would watch this almost at least every weekend, if not a couple times a week, like same with you. And uh, we probably wore the tape out as well. It's just an awesome movie. It's just such a fun coming of age high school movie. I mean, none, neither of us are from the 70s. We didn't. It wasn't our thing, but it's just a well done movie that. Um, yeah. I could just yeah watch it over and over again. It takes place in one night. I love that. It takes place all in one day. Um, I love movies like that. So, good pick, Jim. Good pick. Well, good pick to you too, sir. Well, thank you. This country is founded by people who were into aliens, man. George Washington, man. He was in a cult, and the cult was into aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. It was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford, I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. I mean, it It was the first day of summer vacation. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. It was a time they will never forget. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. I thought he was cute. Oh, that's you thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only they could remember it. Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know. I might not even play. You're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. Super dominant man in a 50s greaser uniform. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> the 50s were boring. The 60s rocked. The 70s, oh my God, they obviously suck. Dazed and confused, see it with a bud. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big, fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. All right, Jimbo, what's your uh, what's your number three? 
My number three yeah. uh, is from 1995, uh-huh. and it's a slightly uh, change of pace from Daisy Confused, and that is uh, Scorsese's Casino. Ooh, you went there. Nice. Oh, man, I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, I've read the book. Um, so it's, like I said, Scorsese did it. Nicholas Pileggi, 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 I'm not sure how that goes. Pileggi, we'll say. Uh, wrote the book and the screenplay. He also wrote a book called Wise Guys, which is the basis for Goodfellas. Um, another Scorsese, amazing movie. Uh, this is De Niro, Sharon Stone, and Joe Pesci primarily. And uh, it's the, I'll say true, but there's a lot of liberties in it, um, story on the Stardust Hotel in Las Vegas. Right. In the movie, it's the Tangiers. Reality was Stardust. And they actually shot it in... Um, uh, I'll come back to that. It's in my notes. I thought I'd remember off the top of my head. Um, but uh, every main character in the book is based on a real-life person. Sam A. Rothstein is based on Frank Rosenthal, who in the book is um, interviewed a lot, and he has a lot of input. He was a consultant, I think, on the movie, too. Um, Ginger, who's Sharon Stone's character, is based on uh, Jerry McGee, who died of a drug overdose. And then Nicky Santoro is based on Anthony Spilatro, who's... Um, Joe Pesci's character, and he really did die the way he died in the movie, of being basically buried alive in uh, in a cornfield in Indiana with his brother. What a way to go. What a way to go. Um, the costume budget for the film was $1 million. De Niro had 70 different costumes. Sharon, yeah, that's right. Uh, Sharon Stone had 40, and they were both allowed to keep their costumes afterwards. Nice. Um... Let's see. To avoid any problems that the company had uh, with um, uh, continuity while filming, I thought this was really interesting. De Niro, because his character was a chain smoker, he held his lit cigarette at the same distance from the lit end on every take, so they never had to edit around where his cigarette had burned. Because that would be a nightmare. That would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Riviera is where they actually shot in Vegas from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. So they wouldn't bother any uh, real gamblers, and just the people that out. hang out at a casino at two a.m. <laughs> right, with an oxygen tank. Right, and they had a sign out front saying they were filming. So if you wanted to come in and be an extra, you could. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got a little buddy with me in this one. That's right. Uh, hanging out on a chest harness here. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci's wife at the time of the filming played Trudy. She was a, a co-host of the the band in um, Ace's show, Ace's High. It was like his talk show. Um, and they divorced. She remarried. And then she was convicted in 2000 on two counts of attempted murder for hiring a hitman to kill Pesci. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the F word is said 435 times. Wow. Uh, That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, 2.4 times per minute on average. It held the record until Summer of Sam in 99, uh, which had 435. And then it was broken by Wolf of Wall Street, which has 600. Jeez. How many of those times does Joe Pesci say it? <laughs> oh, geez. He, he uses it like a comma. Right. <laughs> He certainly certainly does. Uh, I love this movie. It, no, it did not make my top. I've only seen it a few times. It's a it's a great movie though. Great movie. I do like it better than Goodfellas. Or is that not a fair question to you right now? 
No, I like it better than Goodfellas, okay. too. I love Goodfellas, but I like this movie better. Yeah, I like Casino better as well. Um, I know a lot of people out there love Goodfellas and stuff, but... So, yeah. I also love Las Vegas, and I love the history of Las Vegas. So this movie just, like, hones it in for me. Right. Um, I only have two other quick things on this, and uh, most of the conversations between De Niro and Pesci were at... <laughs> Were ad- were, we'll get yeah, through it. Don't worry. Ad- yeah. yeah, I know. They were ad-libbed. And uh, uh, Scorsese just told them what he wanted at the beginning of the end, and it was up for them to get there. And then uh, I thought it was cool. James Woods, who's also in the movie, when he heard Scorsese was interested in working with him, um, he just left him a voicemail that said, anytime, any place, any part, any fee. Nice. And left it at that. Nice. And his part, he's great in that movie, too, by the way. James oh, Woods, he's awesome. Hey, Sharon Stone's great in it. Yeah. Sharon Stone bouncing back from kind of the reputation of basic instinct right. and sliver and, and those that type, type of movies. Movie. Yeah. And she had to prove herself to Scorsese that she would be good for the part. And she was amazing. And it really launched her the rest of her career until she did basic instinct too. Right. And we all love that movie. Um, all <laughs> right. Anything else on this movie, Jim? No, man, I love casino. I've seen it. It's long, but I've seen it. I can't even tell you how many times. And like I said, I've read the book. And uh, the only thing that bothers me about the movie is there's a lot of narration in it. Right. And I think in every narration, they, they always say, and in the end, oh. all the time. Oh, yeah, and in the end. But yeah. in the end, but in the end, I mean, I think they say it like 10 times in all the narrations. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Scorsese at some of his best. Nice. And he has the greatest eyebrows in the world. Um, all right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. I was a hell of a handicapper, I can tell you that. I had it down so good that I ran paradise on earth. I had one of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas to run for Tangiers. You know, if I did it, I'd have to run it my way. Nobody's gonna interfere with you running the casino, I guarantee you. Vicky, you're a guy. Make a lot of money for us, or so keep a good eye on it. All right. Look at this place. It's made of money. What do you think about me moving out here? I just got to tell you, it's no joke out here. You got to keep a low profile. Right off the bat, they don't like guys like us. Go! Oh, yeah! Oh. You, got... you like your money a lot, yes, don't you? Yes, a lot. Yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah. Oh. I want to settle down. I want a family. You got the wrong girl. You'll be set up for the rest of your life. You don't know me. What do you know me two, three months? They had it all. They ran the show. And it was paradise while it lasted. They found a guy's head in the desert. That's no good. We got a problem. He doesn't listen to me. Maybe he should get lost for a while. Take a vacation. Can't make it any clearer, Sam. I would just get out. I tried to do everything for you, even though I knew deep down inside you would bury me. I buried you. You buried yourself. I have to be able to trust you with my life. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? I will go to the FBI. I will go to the police. I am not protecting you anymore. You want me to get out of my own town? You only exist out here because of me. He's a loose cannon. No! Stop it! You realize what you can do? You can get us all killed! You want to get rid of me? Here I am. Go ahead, get rid of me. 
All right, good pick, Jim. My number three is also the favorite of my son, and we talked about it last week, and it is Ghostbusters, 1984. Nice. It, it's an awesome movie, dude. I love this movie. It's it's great. It's 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 got the ghosts. It's got the, all, tons of comedy in it, but it's still a good movie. It's a good, well-written movie. It is so much fun. Um, absolutely love it. And, of course, you know, people don't know, it's about three parapsychologists who figure out a way that they can actually capture paranormal activity with ghosts and stuff and they start their own business and then along the way they hire another guy named Winston who's played by Ernie Hudson and uh, they go and capture ghosts and it's awesome it's a fun movie I can how many years later now um, you know 35 years later I can still watch it and uh, and enjoy every minute of it it's just one of those movies that's just it's awesome um, of course Bill Murray plays Peter Vankman that role originally was written for John Belushi and that's what he was gonna be and uh, because all those the, the Dan Aykroyd and, and you know with, uh, he wrote because Dan Aykroyd wrote most of it and of course he was friends with John Belushi and of course John Belushi passed away but Bill Murray stepped into that role and has literally made it what is one of his best roles ever I would say um, they do say the spirit of John Belushi is in the movie, and that is Slimer. <laughs> if you remember Slimer from the movie, the little green ghost, they, they joke around and say, Dan Eckert says, that's the spirit of John Belushi, so he's actually in the movie. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, Louis Tully in the movie, who's played by the great Rick Moranis, which unfortunately he does not act anymore. He's been retired for years. Um, was originally, that, was, that was written for John Candy, another SNL, or a mad, not SNL alum, but he what was at uh, SCTV. And uh, so uh, that would have been interesting having him in there. But uh, I love this movie, dude. It's so good. It's a, such a good movie. It's, it's um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but it's, uh, I don't know, just, it's just the right amount of everything. Um, even scariness. Like the original, in the opening scene, you know, they're in that library. And the ghost comes out at them. And it's a scary looking ghost. It's pretty cool special effects for, night, for 1984, for one. And, uh,. It just movie takes off from there when they find the the old fire hall and they make that their their HQ and all this stuff and it's just it's great and it's great and I'm not gonna do it justice explaining it better than what my son did <laughs> so but uh, it's just awesome of course it spawned a sequel in 1989 Ghostbusters 2 uh, which is a good movie too I like it of course I like the original one the best and um, and then of course it had the cartoon which is one of my favorite cartoons we've talked about that on our cartoon episode. And, Which uh, is on Netflix Kids, by the way. I just found that the other day. Yes, it is. It's and uh, yeah. I think my son actually might be watching it right now. <laughs> I could kind of hear it upstairs. <laughs> and uh, it's a great show. I love that. I love that cartoon. Um, and then, of course, in 2016, the, a remake uh, or a new story came out called Ghostbusters. And it was all-female cast. And um, it was not in the same universe as the original Ghostbusters. Which I, th- I think they missed the ball there. I think they should have done that. But... Um, uh, they did it was a total separate movie and it wasn't bad uh, it got panned by a lot of people and stuff but um nothing beats the original one it's a great movie absolutely love it um i don't know man it, it inspired me to be a ghostbuster i, t- I tell you really wanted to be one i when i found <laughs> out that wasn't a real job it's kind of disappointed but uh yeah it's good stuff you, you like this movie jim i hope Oh my god, I love this movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great movie. Uh, I grew up watching it. It gave me my first nightmare with the library scene. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's classic, man. It's it's some of the best Bill Murray you can watch. My favorite, um, I love a lot of these, a lot of the parts of the movie, of course, but one of my favorite lines is at the end when um, 
the state the state puff marshmallow man comes in the, into the scene and uh and then they're like what did you do ray and he just sees it it was a deadpan look dan acker goes it's the state puff marshmallow man like he's all like <laughs> like yeah that's what it is <laughs> and he just comes through walk around it's just it's and there's not a n- night in the summer when we're not roasting marshmallows i don't think of state puff marshmallows you know it's like it's awesome and uh it is, of course, when they when they win at the end, the, and the marshmallow man explodes. <laughs> this marshmallow stuff goes everywhere. Uh, it's just awesome. I love it. Such a good movie. We just recently watched it, obviously, and uh, I'll watch it all the time. I love it. I love it. So, and I love that my son now has like that's his favorite. And I know my nieces and nephews also love the movie. So it's cool that it came out in 1984, and in 2018, it's still like getting new fans and stuff. I love that. That's, That's awesome. I... That's a great pick. Yeah. I love that. Good, good. That's all I got on that. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? They're mean. You have? They're here. We got one! Ghostbusters. They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. You see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Got your stick. Hold! Beat him up! Smoke! Make him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked it. All right, Jim, what's your number? uh... No, we're on our number two already? Nice. We're already on number two, man. All right, what's your number two? My number two is uh, a 2004 movie. Mm -hmm. Written, directed, and starring Zach Braff. Oh, I know what this is. It's Garden State. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Also starring Peter Sarsgaard and Natalie Portman. He wrote the part specifically for Natalie Portman, but didn't think she would uh, he would be able to get her, but he did. <laughs> That's and awesome. She it. She's so great in that movie. Everybody's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the scene that sold this movie for me the first time I watched it was when uh, she tap dances in front of the fireplace. For some reason, I thought that was like the, the most amazing scene. And it's only like 15 seconds, but she made him promise that if she looked stupid, he would cut it out of the film. Oh, really? <laughs> Nice. Uh, she looked great. Braff, yeah, I thought it was great. The song that's playing is awesome. The soundtrack's amazing. Zach Braff uh, produced the soundtrack. 
he produced the soundtrack for The Last Kiss, and then his last movie was uh, Wish I Was Here, and he produced that one too, and it's all kind of the same type of music, The Shins and Colin yeah. Hay and stuff like that. Um, Braff is in every scene in the movie. That's amazing. And yeah, it really is amazing. And it's based partly on his own childhood in Jersey as well as his days as a struggling actor in L.A. before he made a big on Scrubs. Nice. Um, let's see. The final scenes uh, were shot in Terminal 4 at JFK. Mm-hmm. And uh, the production was unable to close down the area for, for the shooting time, so it was still working as a terminal. And uh, the people walking by them as they were kissing at the final scene of the movie yeah. were old travelers just getting on planes. Nice, you know yeah. that's a common theme. We've been you've mentioned it like in one or two of your movies already. It's like sometimes that makes it the best. You're like, hey, we gotta get the scene. We'll just be here and we'll just go with it. And it still it works out. You know, you don't have to close off everything. I guess <laughs> you know. You know what? That makes me. Rem- this is totally off topic, but there's a, a Netflix documentary right now. It's only like 45 minutes, and it's called The Long Shot. Uh-huh. It's, uh, dude, it's so, it's kind of, it's, it's awesome. It's like a documentary about this guy who was uh, wrongfully arrested and for, um, uh, murder. And he was actually at a Dodgers game at the time. Yeah. And then they had to prove, like he had the tickets, but then they had to prove he was actually at the game. So they went through game film and they couldn't find him. And, um, they ended up pulling, uh, they called HBO because they found out that Curb Your Enthusiasm was shooting at Dodger Stadium and they pulled all the raw video and went through all the clips to see if they could see him in clips of Curb Your Enthusiasm from that was shot from across the stadium. I won't tell you anymore. Watch it, but that's just made, made me think of it because they didn't shut down the game. They just went to a Dodgers game and shot wow. the whole episode there. And people didn't even know that they were filming. So it's pretty cool to check it out. But I will, anyway, I will check it out. And my next question was, is he is he innocent? But you, I have to watch it for myself. So I don't I'll watch it. I don't, don't ruin it for me. I want to watch it. Good. Uh, Good. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Darden said, "I just, I just love this movie. There's a couple different story arcs in it, and they're all just like very normal things that happen, I guess. And and it's Zach Braff and Natalie Portman sort of just meeting by chance and falling in love. And the music's amazing, and the acting's great. It's funny. Um, cameos by uh, by Method Man, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. To drop him randomly. Yeah. Uh, just a great movie, man. I, just, I love everything about this movie. I've seen it so many times, and uh, oh, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I, I love everything about it. Natalie Portman won me over for this movie. Yeah, she's adorable in the movie. She's awesome. Um, and most people, you mentioned already, people love this movie, and they love the soundtrack. They love mm-hmm. the music of this movie, and it's one of the best, and it's great. And I know we talked about that during our soundtrack episode. It's on your list. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I love when you mentioned that. Part of it's uh, Zach Braff's um, life as a struggling actor, and he's like working as a waiter in the movie, and he has to go. Yeah. T- and the the guy, I think his boss at the at the thing goes, "Well, if you don't make it for your shift," uh, and he holds up another. I forget how it goes because I haven't seen it. He holds up an application. He's like, "So and so from Duluth, Minnesota, is getting your job," and I'm like, yeah, "Hey, yeah, they yeah, mentioned yeah. my hometown." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your job will go to. I can't remember the name. It's some girl. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Duluth. Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I thought that's pretty cool. So uh, we don't have bread. We're a Vietnamese restaurant. Right. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I I know I can get my wife to watch that movie tonight because she loves that. So maybe I'll have to watch that tonight too. Good pick. Uh, anything else on it? No, that's it. That's it. All right. Arjun, what are you doing here? 
Because I have taken this movie and applied it to something that's amazing in my life. And the movie is Fletch, which I named my son <laughs> after. That's, that's a great pick. Yeah, I oh, I love this movie, dude. It is so funny. Chevy Chase's best role. I love him in the Vacation movies. Everyone does. And besides Fletch in the Vacation movies and, like, one other movie, Chevy Chase has made no other good movies. <laughs> you know, but, like... Caddyshack. Caddyshack's the other one. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that would, that was close to going on my list anyway, too. But oh, I love this movie. Also from 1985, just like Back to the Future. And, oh, it's amazing. It's a great movie. It's so much It's so much fun. It was based on, uh, on um, uh, novels. Since 1974, Gregory McDonald was writing... He had wrote 11 novels... Um, with Erwin Maurice Fletcher as the the main guy, and uh, they finally got him to um, sign off on doing a movie. And uh, he he had to be so involved, like he would not let them pick. He had to be the one picking the actor to do to be Fletch. Like they even went through like people like Burt Reynolds and and stuff, and, and Mick Jagger even, because he was acting in the 80s, and like, he's like, nope, 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 and then they decided on Chevy Chase, and he's like, yeah, that's the one. So he had a big role in who, what his his adaptation of his books was going to be, which is pretty cool. Uh, the last novel was written in 94, and McDonald actually passed away in 2008, but uh, they're really they're really good. There's 11 of them, um, and there's two of the movies, Fletch and Fletch Lives are ba- based right off of two of the novels, and uh, so it's pretty sweet. Um, but, oh, I love it. Is He plays... Fletch, Erwin M. Fletcher is a, is a news reporter, uh, like an investigative reporter for, I don't know if it's actually the L.A. Times, but it's a paper in L.A., and uh, and um, he, he uncovers a drug ring and with cops and stuff on the beach, and that's what his, the whole story is, but he's just, he's just funny, he has these disguises, 
and these funny names he comes up with. And uh, it's just, it's a good movie. It's, and it's, um, it's well written. It's a, it's a cool story. Um, and uh, Chevy Chase actually, you know, he's really funny in it, but he actually shows some really good acting in it as well. And uh, like, it's, and it, yeah, it's so great that when we found out we were having a boy, I said, what about the name Fletcher to my wife? And she's like, oh, I like that name. And, and not knowing, like, I don't know if she knew right away, like, he's only saying that because of that movie. <laughs> but so I got it by, and uh, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. And I, I remember bringing this movie to when we, when we had Fletcher, and we had a DVD player in our hotel room. We had, or not hotel room, the hospital room. And we had to stay for like three days. And I got to bring movies. I went home and I grabbed this one, and we watched this first one we watched. So I watched Fletch with Fletch uh, when he was one day old. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, because a lot of people probably haven't seen it. And uh, you know, it's not like the most popular movie. But, man, it's so much fun. It's just a fun movie. And he, like I said, he has all those disguises and stuff. And uh, and uh, the music is great in it. Um, Harold uh, Faltermeyer, who does uh, a lot of Top Gun music. And, like, all that in uh, the Billy Hills Cop music. That, like, synth- synthesizer, uh, like, piano music it's awesome in it perfect very, for the time. very 80s very, very 80s very 80s but it still works today it's still good and uh yeah um i don't know what else to say about it, but the fact that i love i just absolutely love it. and my wife loves it too that was another thing too it's like man that was a deal breaker you know if she didn't like that movie i don't know if we could have kept dating at the time but uh we did we, we worked does, it you, <laughs> does fletcher know that that movie's his namesake he i don't think so um i'm waiting for I mean, when he becomes a teenager, he'll know, I think, and then uh, he'll probably go to therapy. Um, but whatever. And uh, yeah, no, he does. I don't think he knows. Um, he has seen the DVD. I have the DVD, and he, I, he goes, "Hey, that's my name," because you know he, re- he can read now. He's five, and he re- can read his name and all this stuff. And he sees it on. He's like, "Hey, that's my name." And I'm, yeah, but I don't think he's put it together like that movie is why I named him that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. And there's a lot of cool uh, info on it. They're, they're, they've been trying for years to make a third one. Uh, Kevin Smith was attached a long time to make a third oh. movie, and I, I think he wanted to get Jason Lee to play a young er, uh, young Erwin Fletcher and have That's Chevy Chase idea. as a cameo or something. But it, it kind of just never worked and it fell through. And I forget who actually has the rights to it now, but there's there was talk of Jason Sudeikis playing the new Fletch, but still, it's just been in developmental hell and it's just never i don't think it's they're ever going to get a third one um which is fine the first two are great and i love them the second one is just as good it's not as i mean it's not as good as but it's good it's a good movie so that's what i got well done sir that's a that's good i like that thank you oh for god don don what is this man saying what is this man doing what in the hell's the matter with you what is this man's name? My name is Igor Stravinsky. Hi there, I'm uh, Harry S. Truman. I'm uh, Don Corleone. They call him Fletch. Fletch! Fletch! Fletch F. Fletch. He's good at defending himself. Better tie your shoelaces. Oh! Disguising himself. <laughs> and getting himself into trouble. Well, it be Fletch. Go ahead. Make my day. He's a reporter. There are no tags on these mattresses who's about to write the story of a lifetime. Will you kill me? Sure. If he lives. Thanks a lot! There isn't a woman he can't charm. Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo. 
a question he won't ask. You and your wife are currently alive, I take it. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. A risk he won't take. Probably feel 100% Moon River. To get to the truth. It looks like you two have a lot to talk over. We'll just catch the last 10 minutes of Dynasty. Universal Pictures presents Chevy Chase as Fletch. My hero. Welcome to it. Um, oh, one other thing, too, I forgot to mention about uh, yeah. Fletch is that most of the classic lines in all of Chevy Chase movies, classic lines that everyone remembers in Vacations and Caddyshack and Fletch, um, most of them, almost 90% of them were ad-libbed by Chevy Chase. That's just him coming up on the spot. <laughs> and that's what makes it so great. It's just they're so classic, and it's just it's great. So, But what about some honorable mentions before we get to our number ones, Jim? Right. I mean, there's so many. So we're good. not going to be able to mention them so all. So many. Yeah. Um, my new, my newest favorite movie that just hasn't been around long oh. enough to add it to the list is Baby Driver. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what would be one of your newer favorite movies. So perfect, okay, Baby Driver. All De- right, definitely Baby Driver. I love Elizabeth Town. I love Five Hundred Days of Summer, High Fidelity, Almost Famous. Um, if we're gonna go classics, I love Casablanca and I love The Graduate. Yeah, and then uh, newer ones, I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I love Sin City, the first one. Right. Oh, that's a good movie. So good. Um, do you have any more? I have. I could go on. And <laughs> on, and on. I'm, cutting, I'm cutting myself yeah. off. Uh, I have uh, um, a couple class. A couple classics. Well, Godfather, Shawshank Redemption, Jaws. Love those yeah. movies. Um, the Indiana Jones movies. I didn't put them on my list because I couldn't decide which one I loved the best. I love the third one, Indiana Jones: and Last Crusade. Um, but I, did, I decided not to put it on here. So, uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan it was my favorite Star Trek movie of all time. Um, Goonies, which was a hard one to leave off the list. Um, of course, the vacation movies I mentioned, Caddyshack, Major League, um, Jurassic Park. I think I don't know if I mentioned it already, but yeah, I love those. Absolutely love those. And there's so many. There's just so many. I love movies. So I mean, if we did this list again a year from today, I might have five different movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and more recent ones that I've seen. You know, I really like the some of the the Marvel movies. They're just great. They're they're not only big blockbusters, but they're actually good movies. Especially the Guardians of the Galaxy was is a great movie. Um, so there's a lot of good new ones too. But I stick with my my 80s 90s movies. Uh, pretty pretty good. But what's what well let's get to our number ones then, Jim. Okay. What is your number one movie? Favorite movie? This was pretty much a no contest. Okay. <laughs> uh, I saw it in the theater and it just blew me away. Um another Scorsese movie and it's two thousand six The Departed. Oh, you like that movie. I know that. I absolutely <laughs> love this movie. Um from the first time I saw it, it just, it was amazing. But I love mob things. I love the mafia, and I'm interested in all that, like, crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then to watch this movie and, and uh, know, like, the, the loose ties to Whitey Bulger and South Boston and, uh, made me want research him more. And this was years before he actually got caught, so this really, like, brought him into the limelight. Right. a lot more because then people wanted to know who Bolger was um, he did a hit in uh, Tulsa oh uh, Tom and I both lived in Tulsa and, and that was I think one of the ones he was indicted on oops um, in like 1981 or something like that he put a hit on a guy in Southern Hills Country Club oh yes in the park and that was a huge huge deal but I think that was one that he actually one of the many murders that he was indicted on but uh, gosh, okay, so this one, Best Picture in 06. Um, 
the only foreign, the only remake of a foreign film to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, it was a remake of Internal Affairs, and 2002 was a Hong Kong movie. Scorsese didn't know that it was a remake until after he had agreed to direct the film, and he deliberately chose not to watch it until after he was complete with the film. So, although it was a remake, it doesn't really seem like it was a remake if the person making the film isn't paying attention to the original. Right. Yes. Have you ever seen the original one? I did. I did. Once I realized that it was based on another movie, I watched it, and I really don't remember anything about it. Okay. Um, have you seen it? No. No, never. Okay. Not the, the Departed, yes, but not that original one, no. Okay. Um, the name Frank Costello was a real mob boss uh, of the Luciano crime family, of uh, Lucky Luciano, and is one of the five families of the uh, New York mob. Wahlberg, who I know you love, I didn't even say he was in this movie, the, the list goes on and on. DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, Damon, Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Vera Farmiga, Alec Baldwin. Uh, one of the things that really brought Baldwin back, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. Besides yeah. 30 Raw. Right. Uh, and he's great in he's, he's great in this movie. And Wahlberg based his performance on that asshole of a cop on the officers who arrested him about two dozen dozen times in his youth. Right. <laughs> well, if they were anything like that, man, they were really asshole cops then. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's the third time that Scorsese used the song Gimme Shelter, the Stone song. Yeah. One of the Stones. Yeah. Uh, used it in Goodfellas, used it in Casino. DiCaprio, this... This movie really set DiCaprio apart as one, in my opinion, one of the best actors of our generation. Before this, he had done, I mean, Titanic. He did, what, The Beach or something like that. He, he hadn't done, well, Basketball Diaries was really good. He did that with Wahlberg, too. Right. He was great, actually great in that movie, but he wasn't seen as that level of an actor, I don't think, until he did this movie. Right. And he says that his one-on-one scenes with uh, Nicholson are one of the most memorable moments of his life, which I can see. Yeah. Because those two together is is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Nicholson refused to wear a Boston Red Sox hat, even though this is set in Boston <laughs> during filming, and instead he wore a New York Yankees hat. Interesting. And uh, and, and uh, Scorsese really wanted Pacino to play Costello instead of Nicholson. Right. Because he had never worked with Pacino, which I never even considered that Scorsese never worked with Pacino. But uh, Pacino turned it down, so Nicholson was actually his second choice for the role. But he, I can't imagine Pacino. I can't imagine anybody playing that part besides Nicholson. I mean, Pacino is amazing, so he could have done it. But he, I don't think he would have done it to the level of crazy that Nicholson. Um, one thing about Nicholson I was going to mention, and you mentioned this was like kind of a comeback for Alec Baldwin, almost Nicholson too, because like he wasn't in any of these great movies anymore. He was he was. I mean, he was good, yeah. but this was like finally seeing him as a like a badass again and stuff. It was yeah, it was great. I, I love this movie. Another thing about it too is it's brutal to watch uh, the yeah. de- the death scenes. Too very real looking. If I, I I've had the, uh, I've been fortunate enough not to be around anyone thrown off a building or shot in the face, but <laughs> I can imagine they they nailed it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's pretty brutal and pretty real. But man, it's awesome. And the, like he's mentioned, the soundtrack is awesome. Um, was it Dropkick mm-hmm. Murphys play a lot of the music? Is yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the the yeah. main theme song. Yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff. Good stuff, Jim. Good stuff. I mean, I love Scorsese. I'll watch anything Scorsese does. It doesn't matter what it is. But this movie was, for me, it's my favorite movie he ever did. Yeah, good stuff. Until uh, Devil in the White City, that's going to be incredible. Um. I uh, I'm uh, I I like everything Scorsese does, so I'm sure I'll like that one too. <laughs> so, 
Um, except for Gangs in New York, I got kind of like, all right, that's enough. It's that one's a bit long, yeah, a bit lengthy, <laughs> yeah, but uh, still good. Yeah. A little bit long. Nice, good pick, Jim. I love it. When I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. What I'm saying is this: when you're facing a loaded gun. Difference. This is not the regular police. This is the state police. We are an elite unit. This is who we're after. Frank Costello. You won't be paid as a regular cop, but there's a bonus involved. So what do I do? You will not ever know the identity of undercover people. You have anyone in with Costello presently? Maybe. Do you know who I am? Maybe not. When I had my associates search you. That was quick. I think he's dead already. Get your hands off me. I think we could work something out. We are all convinced that Costello has at least one mole inside the Special Investigations Unit. There are parts of my job I can't talk to you about. Man, you are trouble. You don't know the half of it. You better get organized, quick. Hey, last time I checked, I tipped you off and you're not in jail. Getting the feeling we got a cop in my crew. Sooner or later, he's gonna find out who I am and he's gonna kill me. I can get the rat. You just gotta let me do it my way. If you don't, it won't be me who pays for it. What was your, what is currently your number one favorite movie of all time? Can I say Anchorman? Will that upset you? I might stop listening. <laughs> No, it's not Anchorman. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to remember who that was you were talking about now. But anyway, my oh, number yeah. one movie. I've mentioned it before. It was on our summertime movie, summertime movies list. And it is 1986 Stand By Me, directed by Rob Reiner. Nice. nice. I've loved this movie since the first day I saw it. It's just, it's an awesome movie. It's, uh, it's a, you know, based on the Stephen King novel, The Body. Um, and which came out in 1982, and of course the title "Stand by Me," which is derived from Benny King's song, titled the same thing. And uh, it's awesome. It's just the story of uh, four boys in a small town in Oregon who got who go on a hike to find a dead body that they heard about of a missing child, and um, they just go on this adventure. Just and they it's a kind of it's a coming of age drama, and they're talking you know they're talking to each other about real things, girls, school. What they're gonna do, their parents, if you know, one kid's really smart, one kid feels he's not. You know, they say they have all these, you know, really intimate, nice moments, and it's it's just really cool. It's just like, it's just anyone, even though it takes place in the, you know, 40s or 50 or 50s, I think. And uh, but anyone who's like 12 can relate to these other 12-year-old kids watching them on screen. It's just so cool. And um, yeah, like I said, they they go on to, and. They're, they want to find the body first because they want to be on the news and, and be heroes. That's, that was the kind of like why they did it. But it's basically they want to go they go on and just to be friends before they start uh, junior high the next because it takes place at the end of summer. And it's great. It's Richard Dreyfus um, plays is the is the uh, narrator. So he plays the older version of uh, Gordy, who's played by Will Wheaton. Um, people know him from uh, Star Trek fame, and then uh, nowadays he's like Big Bang Theory and those things. Um, River Phoenix, who's a R.I.P. by the way, uh, who plays Chris Chambers, Gordy's best friend. Corey Feldman, uh, one of his few movies without the other Corey, <laughs> is in this. <laughs> plays Teddy Duchamp. 
and Jerry O'Connell, a fat little kid, Jerry O'Connell, who's not, if you see Jerry O'Connell now and see him, this, you like, that does not look like him. Uh, he plays Vern, and then Kiefer Sutherland is kind of the antagonist, and he plays the gang leader of, uh, and he's older, and he's, they're, they're, him and his friends are also following these kids trying to find the body themselves, but he, Kiefer Sutherland plays a badass dude in this movie, <laughs> like, you get scared of him, uh, the way he is, but, um, it's awesome, it's just, it's just great, it's just a fun day, and, uh, I grew up, you know, where I grew up, there's, uh, well, a lot of people, I'm sure, there's, like, old train tracks and stuff, like, in the woods, and, and, uh, you know, like, and you have those, there's this great scenes of those kids just walking along the train tracks, and you just have those feelings of, I did that with my friends, you know, we're out exploring the, the woods and exploring the town, and it's just, it's just awesome, it's totally cool, um, so, uh, the, the, Rob Reiner, uh, wanted to find at the time these four the four people he cast were not big names and he he made just like what we talked about with uh, stranger things and it the remake of it um mm-hmm. they put the four kids they, they they cast four kids the best that worked well together that were they seemed like friends not necessarily the yeah. best actors and they wanted the ensemble to be great and so that's what he did and uh it worked out pretty good and a lot of those guys had huge careers after that so um yeah, it's just really cool. Uh, the town they're in is Castle Rock, and after this film, Rob Reiner he co-founded his television company, television and film company, which is now Castle Rock Entertainment. People probably would recognize the logo if you saw it. Um, and uh, Castle Rock is in a lot of Stephen King novels. The town of either Maine, well, my life has taken place in Maine. They moved this one to Oregon. Just I think just I don't know why, but um, there's a show con- con- coming out by the way on Hulu. It's called Castle Rock. I'm very excited to see that. Look that up if you. Mm, I wish I had Hulu. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. Worth that's worth the eight bucks a month right there, bud. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, the the music is fun. Kiefer Sutherland claimed that one of the locations of the film um, was a Renaissance fair, and it was being held at the time when they were on location, and uh, they, he he uh, scored some pot cookies <laughs> from one <laughs> of the carnies. <laughs> And Jerry O'Connell, who was the youngest at the time, I believe he was only like 10, maybe 11, um, didn't know what those were. And the crew found, <laughs> he ate some. And the crew, hours later, two hours later, they found Jerry O'Connell crying and high on the cookies somewhere in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid didn't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's an awesome movie. It's, it's, it's dramatic. It, at times you're laughing really hard. At times you're crying. At times you... you are nervous for the kids, you know. It's just, it's just cool. And uh, um, Go- Will Wheaton's character Gordy, um, you find out he goes on later to be a writer. And in the movie, they make him tell his stories because he has good stories. And they always talk about you're going to be a great writer someday. So he tells these fun stories that he makes up. Um, and uh, the big, the one that probably everyone remembers is the pie eating contest of this kid who eats a bunch of pie. And because everyone made fun of him that he was fat, he decided to get it back. Everyone, and he took like a bunch of you know, like raw eggs and, and castor oil before he ate the pies. So then he would throw up on the town. And he got back at him. And then so Gordy tells this story and then the, the kids are like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like it's just, it's just cool. So it's fun. <laughs> I still watch it and be like, oh man, it just makes you remember your childhood. It makes you, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just awesome. But uh, yeah, that's my favorite movie. Uh, and I, that one will probably hold. Like if we did this a year from now, that's probably my number one also and probably always will be so nice yes
In all our lives, there's a fall from innocence. A time after which we are never the same. It happened in the summer of 1959. I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure, we'll be heroes. Yeah. Just suppose that I told the story. Do you think that anyone would have believed it? This is really a good time. Made it through yet another man i need some ibuprofen <laughs> uh you know what movie i just found was added to amazon prime no what is it <laughs> uh, it's uh it's uh i've been looking for this movie for a long time it's gleaming the cube with christian slater i you know you know this movie? not really i don't know a whole lot of christian slater i guess heathers and cuffs those are the two <laughs> those are the two i know this would have been like Around the time he did pump up the volume. Oh, oh, and I, I like that one too. I'm gonna look it up right okay, now. Okay, so this was like that that era Christian Slater, but he's like this uh, this young skateboard phenom, oh, okay. and uh, his brother gets killed, and he's out on a mission to find out who killed his brother whilst skateboarding and doing tricks. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Nice. I've never Very, I've never even heard of this movie, Jim. Gleaming the cube. I'm just looking yeah, up here on IMDb. Yeah, and uh, it looks very 80s. Which I love. Um, nice. I want to see what they say. What what's the tagline for the movie? Uh, Brian, can I read it? Yeah. Oh, no, you wait, wait. That's the that's the summary. I don't. I I don't know. You you tell me what the tagline is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have it listed. Yeah, I don't think they have. It listed. They don't really have a tagline listed, but uh, yeah, that looks, I'm I'm gonna watch it, and that's on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Prime. Yeah. I'm gonna try watching it. I will try. I've been looking it. for this movie for a long time. All he oh it says all he cared about was gleaming the cube until the night they killed his brother and nobody even knows what that means. No, is it? Is he it... gets like souped up skateboard. It's awesome. You gotta watch it. Oh, and it says Tony Hawk is in this movie. He is. He's a he's his friend who drives a a Pizza Hut delivery truck. Nice, nice, yeah. cool. Yeah, I have to check that one out. Oh, I can't believe we did this list, Jim. I'm very scared. I'm very scared about this list, and I thought we did okay. You know, 
I think we did okay. I thought, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your kid you know, made your kid made an appearance, which is great. He was in there. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was in there. He's he, uh, he's a well he hanging out. He's well behaved. In a harness. You should be proud. He is now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's now. It's been a. It's been slow going for like for the last three months. It's been very colicky. Anybody who has a colicky kid, uh, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. It's, it's been not... a rough day, but he's he's good now. It's not fun. It's not fun. All right, Jim. Well, we uh, we are back. That was our first show of the 2018. So we we got another show next week. What do you want to do? What are we doing, Jim? Well, I think we should do. I've noticed there's been a lot of uh, a lot of new comedy routines dropped on Netflix recently. I think we should do our top five comedy specials, comedy routines, stand up comedy. Oh, I'm excited about this. And uh, you are right, by the way. Netflix is dropping them like crazy. They have like one yeah. every week. It seems like a new one. But um, Chappelle just dropped another one on there. That's what made me think of it. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. Um, I'm excited. Let's do it. Our top five comedy specials, and uh, it could be from any you know from you know 80s, 90s, 2000s. Now it, uh, there's a oh, lot yeah. of them out there. So I don't want to throw out too many names here. We could go back to Richard Pryor. We could go back right. Eddie Murphy, uh, Robin Williams. I know his was it live on Broadway is a classic. Um, yeah. Cosby's. Uh, gosh, there's so many names I'm throwing out that that. Are very taboo now, Louis C.K. and Cosby, right. but Bill Cosby, Cosby himself is like one of the best too. Right, that one's great oh. routine. So nice, I'm excited about this. This is gonna be fun. I uh, this will be. Uh, we'll have to. We'll put together some clips too in that show because that'll be fun for people to <laughs> listen to. <laughs> It'll be fun for me to put together too. But uh, well, good. Well, where can everyone uh, hear us and uh, talk to us and stuff? Um, all your social medias: the Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Tom and Jim's top five at Gmail. I did post to uh, Instagram today. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, Tom. I didn't see it. Yet. No, I haven't uh, gone on there. Uh, I've been taking a lot of naps it's... today. Yeah, well, check it out. All check right. it out. Something maybe we'll see if you uh, come and visit. But oh. uh, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know your list. Any suggestions you may want us to do? Yes. I know with the Super Bowl coming up, we have thrown it out there like we should maybe do uh, our top five Super Bowl halftime specials or our top five Super Bowl yeah. commercials. So. We'll probably have the have those coming so, up since they're timely. So, but uh, next week is our stand up, our, our stand, top five stand ups um, specials, and um, I think that's it, Jim. I think I think we can go now. I don't, the I don't, movie's over. You can go. <laughs> you still doing here? Nice poll, nice poll, Jim. I'm going <laughs> to call you back in five minutes. Uh. I, I probably won't answer, but cool. Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Cool. I'll be outside your window. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me you got a friend in me you got a friend in me you got trouble and I got them too there isn't anything I wouldn't do for you we stick together see it through cause You got a friend in me. 
folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, big and stronger too, maybe, but none of them will ever love you the way I do, it's me and you, boy, and as the years go by, a friendship will never die, you're gonna see it's our destiny, you got You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me.